If you guys are ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or a few days, make sure to check out Get Around there at your service. If you're not familiar with Get Around, it's a car sharing app. You can literally unlock cars near you through their app. And better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. So go to get.co backslash nuggets to save $15 off your first rental. Or you can visit get.co backslash bsn to sign up for free to rent your car out and start making some money fast. Welcome in to the BSN Nuggets podcast presented by Inwego. Joined by a special guest, Mason Plumwood. I thought he was going to knock that ref out in L.A. <laughs> Coaches will get testy with officials, but to run out onto the court and yeah. cut him off, yeah. I've never seen that before. You should have taken a charge on him. That <laughs> a special guest, Darrell Arthur. When did you first realize Nicole Jokic was good? We was in Philadelphia for Jameer's kind of like team bonding thing, and I knew it right away that he was going to be good. He was making great passes and good reads and stuff like that, and I said, this kid's going to be good. He's turned out to be a star. He has a great upside to him, and I know he'll be a Hall of Famer once he's done playing. And now, here's your hosts, Harrison Wind and Christian Clark. What's up? Welcome to the BSN Nuggets podcast, Wednesday edition of the show. Harrison Wind here. The day after the Nuggets take down the Minnesota Timberwolves, 133-107. We are presented, of course, by Total Beverage. Right now at Total Beverage, you guys can get $10 off a $50 purchase or more. That's an exclusive deal for BSN listeners. You can get that on the Total Beverage app or on their website. Total Beverage also makes it super convenient. They now deliver to anywhere in the North Metro area, all the way from Wheat Ridge to Erie, so make sure to check them out. The promo code BSN10 saves you guys $10 off a $50 purchase. A lot to get to on today's show. The Nuggets, like I said, take down the Minnesota Timberwolves by a final score, 133-107. A lot of positives in this game for Denver. Not a ton of negatives. You could harp on the defense a little bit, and you could tell afterwards from his postgame comments, Michael Malone wasn't too pleased with how his team defended in this one. But, I mean, coming in, the focus was how Denver was playing on the offensive end of the floor, and I guess that's where I'll start. We've been hearing for a couple weeks now, Michael Malone call his offense selfish. They've been playing for one another, not playing for each other. They haven't been moving the ball. They haven't been playing Denver Nuggets basketball. We've been describing this team as so selfless, so unselfish, just playing for each other. That's what's really made this team special on offense for the better part of the last three years. But we hadn't really seen that over the last couple of weeks, really since the All-Star break. But I don't think Tuesday's result and how the Nuggets won this game was a surprise. We've seen this team bounce back from slumps like this before, and they had lost four out of five games coming into this one. I go back to early, early in the season when Denver had a similar streak like this. They dropped a bunch of games in a row at home. They lost to Milwaukee at home. They lost to Brooklyn at home. This was early in the season, back in November, I believe. They lost to Memphis on the road, and then they lost to Houston at home. It was their first four-game losing streak of the season after they had started 9-1. and So they were 9-5, and and we kind of were hearing a bit of the same themes come out of the Nuggets locker room. 
You know, the offense wasn't really clicking on all cylinders. If you remember back at the beginning of the season, the Nuggets were really winning games with their defense. Their offense took a, about a month or two to kick into gear. The Nuggets were one of the best defenses in the league over the first month of the season. And their offense just wasn't in rhythm. They weren't hitting on all cylinders. And if you guys remember, they lost four in a row. And then the final game of a four-game homestand was against the Atlanta Hawks. And in that game, Michael Malone called fewer plays. The Nuggets had a ton of assists. They put 138 points on the Atlanta Hawks. Wancho went off for like 25 points in that one. Denver had 34 assists on 53 made baskets. And it's similar, I think, because you heard a lot of the same things coming out about the Nuggets offense back then. They corrected it in that game against Atlanta, and it seemed like everything was coming to a head in a similar way for this home matchup against the Timberwolves. Denver came off that tough three-game road trip. Now they have a nice, fairly easy three-game homestand for this point in the season at home against the Timberwolves, and Thursday against the Mavs, Saturday against the Pacers, they could sweep that series, but everything was kind of building up to this game, so I wasn't too surprised that Denver got back to that ball movement because... In the face of adversity, we've seen the Nuggets get back to their core values before. And that's what they did against the Timberwolves. I mean, 40 assists. That number really speaks for itself. It's the highest total of the season. It's the most assists the Nuggets have handed out in a game since 2013. And look, everybody was on board. Everybody played unselfishly. Nicole Jokic had seven of them. Will Barton had five. Mason Plumley had eight, who played really well off the bench, was tied for the highest plus-minus in this one with a plus-25. Paul Millsap was also a plus-25 on the night. But this was Denver Nuggets basketball. You know, what we talk about all season long, what we talked about for the last couple of seasons, the equal opportunity, democratic brand of basketball, that is this team's identity. And it's funny because Michael Malone has said this a couple times over the past couple days, but he asked his team a question at Monday's practice or during Monday's practice. I'm not quite sure when it happened over the course of however long the Nuggets spent on the practice court on Monday. But he asked his team, who are we? What kind of basketball team are we? Because I'm not sure he quite knows or he quite knew on Monday. And part of that is because this team has had so many peaks and valleys this year a lot less valleys than peaks, but they've still been there. And they just have been inconsistent in terms of how they've won games, I think. They won games with their defense at the beginning of the year, and then the defense dropped way off, and then they were winning games on the offensive end of the floor uh, for a while. It was the Jamal Murray-Nicole Jokic pick and roll. You know, that was from middle of December to the middle of January. And over this recent stretch, post-All-Star break, it's been the defense again. They've been the third-ranked defense prior to this game, while their offense has been you know, closer to the bottom 10 in the league over these last eight games after the All-Star break. So he asked his team who they are. This game, to me, is a pretty good example of who the Nuggets are and what their identity is. They're built on the offensive end of the floor around Nicole Jokic. They're built playing an equal opportunity offense and playing for one another and not a ton of iso ball, not a ton of one-on-one -on -one action, not a ton of hero ball. You know, every now and then, you're going to get the Jamal Murray spurt, which you certainly got in this game. Murray finished with 30 points in this one, but it was really what he did in the third quarter when he had 11 of those 30 on four of seven shooting when Denver really grabbed control of this game and then began to pull away at the beginning of the fourth. But 
I think when this team is at their best, a Murray spurt like that is part of who this team is. And then on the defensive end of the floor, I think this is the team that locks in when they want to. They've had one of the best fourth quarter defenses in the league all season. We've seen really no matter how they defend over the first three quarters of the game, they still always have that ability to lock in on the defensive end of the floor. And it's one of the incredible aspects of this team. And I think just shows how good defensively they can be, you know, when they're all bought in. I mean, on the season, this team is not only the best fourth quarter defense in the league, they're the best fourth quarter defense in the league by a mile. The Nuggets are only giving up 101.5 points per 100 possessions in the fourth quarter this year. The next closest team is the Dallas Mavericks, who come in here Thursday. 104.7 points per 100 possessions. The Nuggets are the best fourth quarter defense in the league by 3.2 points per 100 possessions. You know, that's a bigger difference than there is between the Mavericks at the two spot and the Washington Wizards at the 10th spot. So the Nuggets are that much better than the next best team in the fourth quarter this year. I just think that's a part of this team's identity when they really want to lock in on that end of the floor. They can. So Mike Malone asked who his team is to his players Monday at practice. He asked, who are we? And I think this game against the Timberwolves was as good of a peek into this team's identity and who this team really is as we've seen in quite some time. You know, the defense might not have been there. The fourth quarter defense, I don't know how much stock you can put in that against Minnesota. They still scored 29 points in the period, but the game was really decided, you know, in the final six, seven minutes of this one. So I don't know how much you can count that, but an offensive juggernaut, a team that can still run hot and cold and when they're playing their best is probably going to feature a Jamal Murray quarter where he just takes over like he did against the Timberwolves. And finally, a defense that can really lock in when they need to and when the game is on the line the fourth quarter. That's who I think the Nuggets are. That would have been my answer if Michael Malone had asked me that question on Monday. How good can that team be with that identity, with that makeup? Really good. You know, that can be a Western Conference Finals team, which I've got to believe is this team's ceiling this year. I've got a lot more thoughts on this game. Obviously, the big takeaway, other than the fact that the Nuggets handed out 40 assists and a couple of other notes on that. The Nuggets recorded more passes in this game. They recorded more secondary assists. I wrote this in kind of my story off of Tuesday night's game, but the Nuggets recorded 366 passes against the Timberwolves per second spectrum, well above their season average of 308 passes per game. And if you remember on Tuesday's show, I spoke about secondary assists and how those had been alarmingly down quite a bit in March so far. But in this game against the Timberwolves, the Nuggets had nine secondary assists. They averaged 3.8 per game. So it was the equal opportunity brand of basketball that we have grown to love, that we have grown to identify this team as. And this was obviously a step in the right direction. But as I was saying, the other big takeaway, Michael Malone shortens his rotation. I called it Malone activating playoff mode, the Nuggets activating playoff mode in this game, cutting down his rotation to eight guys. I think you could call it eight and a half in this game with Torrey Craig. And I'll get into this in a second, how I think that ninth spot could be used. But Isaiah Thomas did not play for the first time since he made his Nuggets debut in the game before the All-Star break. That was obviously very notable. It was notable how the bench played in response to that. And I've got some thoughts on that as well. But we got to take a break real quick. We'll be right back right here on the BSN Nuggets podcast. 
Dr. Rick and his team at Belmar Chiropractic focus on getting to the root cause of your problem instead of chasing symptoms. The results have been like above and beyond anything I could have ever expected. My pain is completely gone, full of energy, even throughout my entire pregnancy. He was able to adjust me and it sounds crazy to say, but like no back pain throughout my whole pregnancy. That was just really amazing. It's better than anything I could have expected for sure. That was Caitlin. Like her, many people who had looked everywhere and tried everything finally found relief and healing at Belmar Chiropractic. It makes you feel really comfortable because he always tells you what he's doing before he actually does it. So I always felt really, really comfortable and they're all so warm and welcoming as well, which is always great. Dr. Rick can help decrease anxiety and depression, reduce stress, improve mental focus and clarity, provide better quality of sleep, boost your immune system, and so much more. He's definitely the most knowledgeable chiropractor I've ever been to, and I've actually have recommended him to many, many of my friends and coworkers. Give Belmar Chiropractic a call today at 303-233-1236. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast. Wednesday edition of the show. We are presented, of course, by Total Beverage. Make sure to check them out. You guys can get $10 off a $50 purchase. Harrison Wind on a solo edition of the show, breaking down this latest Nuggets win. A big one for Denver, no doubt. Uh, They get past the Minnesota Timberwolves Tuesday night at Pepsi Center. They've got the Mavs coming in here on Thursday. That should be one. Definitely get the Mavs also held up in Dallas. Couldn't even fly into Denver here on Wednesday because of... The bomb cyclone, which I'll tell you this because I'm right in the heart of Denver, engulfed the city on Wednesday. Couldn't even leave the house because this was a hurricane in the form of a blizzard. But anyways, the Mavs are supposed to come in here Thursday morning for the game Thursday night. It's a late game on national TV. That should help Dallas out. I don't anticipate them moving the game back or anything. And I don't think Dallas really needs or wants to win this game by any means. So we'll see what happens. It should be another win for the Nuggets, though. But back to this win over Minnesota, Denver cuts down their rotation. And you could kind of get the sense that this was coming. I didn't think, full disclosure, that it would happen this fast, especially after Denver's bench had looked pretty good against the Warriors to wrap up that road trip. If you remember, Denver's starters dug them a hole. The bench brought the Nuggets all the way back in the second quarter to make that game at least competitive in the first half before Golden State really took over after halftime. But with how that second unit played in Golden State, I was surprised that Mike Malone pulled the plug on this second unit with Isaiah Thomas this early, just nine games into his Nuggets tenor. But Malone had been saying, and we had been saying on this podcast for really the last two weeks, that this Nuggets team did not look like themselves on offense, this bench unit, which had been so good all season long, which had kind of carried the starters over the first couple months of the season while Denver's starting lineup was really ravaged with injuries. The bench was so good, the best second unit in the league. They had not looked the same here since Isaiah Thomas came into the fold. And it's tough, but Michael Malone had been saying how that second unit had been playing selfishly at times, that they weren't playing for each other. There was too much one-on-one basketball. And that narrative had bled over to the starters as well. But the bench is where it really started, and Michael Malone made a tough decision. I think one of the toughest and one of the gutsiest calls of his Nuggets tenor by taking Isaiah Thomas out of this rotation, and it was a tough decision for many reasons. First off, Isaiah Thomas signed here over the summer with the idea in mind that he'd play a big role for this team off the bench behind Jamal Murray, and obviously 
a lot has changed since then. Nobody thought Monte Morris was going to be this type of player in his second season. Really, what's pretty much his rookie season. Nobody thought, and I don't think Isaiah Thomas thought, that it would take this long for him to get back from the hip injury. So uh, both of those variables entered the equation, which didn't seem to be there this summer. And it was also a tough decision because of the impact Isaiah Thomas has had in this Nuggets team already this season. You guys know from listening to this podcast, if you're a subscriber to bsndenver.com from reading my work and what I've written about Isaiah Thomas this year, and I've reported on it a lot and in a lot of depth, he has had an incredible impact behind the scenes. He's the leader of this team, in my opinion. A lot of guys speak up on this team from Paul Millsap behind the scenes to a Mason Plumley who's spoken a lot of really strong and pointed and emphatic words this season behind closed doors. Will Barton said a lot this year, too, behind the scenes. But Isaiah Thomas, if you had to pick one guy, I'd say is the leader of this team. And it's crazy that he's been able to do that while not suiting up for most of the season. But that just speaks to the impact he has, the rep he has around the league, and the rep he has with Nuggets players. And just the clout that he carries, how much guys respect him, how much he's been through. And a lot of guys in this league and everybody in that Nuggets locker room really respects him for that. So for all those reasons, it was incredibly tough to sit Isaiah Thomas down also because he's only played nine games. It's impossible for a guy who's been off, been away from the court for 11 months to find his rhythm and contribute to a team that's in a position like Denver and plays the way the Nuggets do in nine games. It's an impossible task. I'm not sure there's many players in the league or any players in the league who could sit for 11 months, play 15 minutes a game for nine games in the heat of a playoff run in late February, early March, and really be the type of player that that team needs them to be. So the cards were certainly stacked against Isaiah Thomas. That being said, it was probably the right decision. And you can look at the stats. You can look how poorly... The Nuggets played on offense with Isaiah Thomas on the floor over those nine games. Denver scored only 96.2 points per 100 possessions in the 140 minutes Isaiah Thomas played. When he was off the court, they were scoring 113.7, right along their season average of 113.1. So Denver couldn't create good offense with him on the court, and it's tough. Like I just said, if any player takes 11 months off from an injury like that, who's 5'9", It's going to be tough for them to be inserted into a system like this, how the Nuggets play with so much ball movement, with so much read and react offense, with so many guys who had played tons and tons of minutes together. Nuggets brought back pretty much their whole roster from from last season. And Isaiah Thomas, if he had been healthy, would have been the one contributing piece that wasn't here last year. And the Nuggets weren't familiar playing with. And Denver didn't have the entire summer that most of the team spent in Denver together or in Atlanta, or back in Denver before Labor Day, before training camp even got started. They didn't have that time to get acclimated to playing with him because he was still rehabbing from the injury, of course. So it's a tough situation. The cards were stacked against him, and it didn't work out. But I do applaud Michael Malone for making the call now with 17 games left. I got the sense that he kind of said to himself, all right, we've lost four or five. We're trying to get the two seed. We really want the one seed if that's available to us. You know, this is the stretch run, month left, 17 games left, now just 16 games left. This is go time. You know, this is playoff mode. And I called this move to shorten the rotation, the Nuggets activating playoff mode because we've talked all year about how Denver will probably have a shorter rotation once the playoffs hit 
who would be in that rotation, who would be out of the rotation. I think we've got a pretty good idea of who those eight guys would be right now. It's going to be the five starters, Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, and Mason Plumley. No surprise there. If you've been listening to this podcast, you would have known that was the beginning of the Nuggets playoff rotation. Would it be expanded beyond that? You know, that would have depended how Isaiah Thomas would have played in these nine games, obviously. And I do think this is a good move for Denver. I think it's going to lead to more wins over these final 16 games than they would have gotten with an expanded rotation. I think it's going to lead to better basketball. And yeah, it could very well set Denver up on a smoother path with more of a runway, if you will, for them to gather speed. Heading into the playoffs, this team's first playoff appearance since 2012. No surprise that the bench went on a big run at the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter, when they played together, when the ball was back in Monte Morris's hands. We know that's when this second unit thrives. We know the Nuggets have played great basketball all season when the ball is in Monte Morris's hands more. That was the case Tuesday against Minnesota. And sure enough, really good offense followed. This rotation, I'm going to call an eight-and-a-half-man rotation because you've got your five starters plus Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, and Mason Plumley. I think you're going to see Monte Morris play around 25 to potentially 30 minutes a night, but probably closer to 25. He played 27 in this one, but did play some fourth-quarter minutes when Denver didn't really need Jamal Murray on the floor. He only played 32 minutes. I would think if this game was closer, Murray would have played more like 35 minutes. Mason Plumley and Malik Beasley, you're going to see those guys play anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes if Nicole Jokic finds himself in foul trouble, like he did for portions of this game, but didn't really face too much foul trouble in the fourth quarter. You could see Mason Plumley play closer to 30 minutes. Denver's obviously not afraid to throw him in there. And I did get a question here before I forget from one of our Serbian listeners. Shout out to Serbia. Glad you guys are listening over there. Why Jokic got subbed off in the fourth quarter with around six minutes remaining with the game still kind of up for grabs, although the Nuggets were pulling away at the time for Plumley. I'll get to that in a moment. But the half portion of this rotation, the eight and a half portion, went to Torrey Craig this night. Craig was the ninth man for Denver against the Timberwolves. He logged 12 minutes of playing time. He got hurt in the final 30 seconds of this game, I think with 14 seconds remaining, he was going all out for a block and came down on his shoulder, I believe. He's questionable for Thursday's game against Dallas. Doesn't sound like it's too serious and he could play in that one or maybe just miss a game or two. But that ninth spot, I think, is going to be up for grabs on a game-to-game basis. If the Nuggets need defense, if they're playing, say, the Oklahoma City Thunder in the playoffs, you better believe that spot's going to go to Craig, who has played Really good defense at times this season and has specifically played really good defense against Russell Westbrook and Paul George. If Denver needs more scoring, I think maybe you could see Wancho if Denver just needs that shooter out there. Will it ever go to Isaiah Thomas? I have a hard time seeing that happen. I think the Nuggets would rather play Torrey Craig, Wancho, if they need another offensive option rather than Isaiah Thomas. Maybe an injury, I would have to believe, would be the only way he really garners significant minutes once again. So this is how the Nuggets are going to play if all goes to plan over these final 16 games. An eight and a half man rotation with their starters getting heavy minutes with Monte Morris and Beasley and Mason Plumlee supplying really good minutes off the bench. And that's a great eight man rotation. I think you can stack that eight man rotation up against a lot of playoff teams in this league. And the Nuggets are just going to be as deep as a lot of them are. I do have one concern about the shortened rotation. 
look, I think it's going to lead to more wins for sure over these final 17 games than the Nuggets would get with the expanded lineup they were going with. I think it's going to lead to better basketball. I do have one concern, though. But first, a word from Total Beverage. What if I told you guys that you could order liquor on a mobile app, have it delivered to you the same day, and save money doing it? Well, with Total Beverage, that's exactly what you can do. Total Beverage now delivers to most of the metro area, from Wheat Ridge to Erie, and they have the lowest prices in the state, plus they're locally owned and operated, so you're helping out the local guy. Also, for a limited time, BSN listeners can get $10 off a $50 purchase or more on the Total Beverage website or on the Total Beverage app by using the promo code BSN10. That's BSN10. So download the Total Beverage app, plug in that promo code BSN10. You guys can get $10 off your next order from Total Beverage and have it delivered right to your door. So my one concern, sorry for teasing that right there, but my one concern about this Nuggets bench unit, and this is a storyline that we've touched on slightly, but it's kind of gone under the radar, and I don't think it's a enormous concern right now, but it's one that I'm certainly aware of and certainly watching, and Michael Mullen has made some comments about it over the last couple of days, but fatigue. That's the one thing I'm worried about with Nate and half-man rotation. 17 games is a lot of games. It's not like the Nuggets have seven games remaining in the regular season. It's not even like they have 10, which is what you really think of as kind of the stretch run. Maybe the last 10 to 12 games is what most people identify as the stretch run of the regular season. 16 games is still a big chunk of games. Nuggets have road trips to the East Coast still. They've got really tough battles down the stretch against a lot of really tough Northwest Division teams. There's a lot of games to be played. 16 games is a lot of games. And if I'm the Nuggets, I'm a little worried about fatigue setting in a bit with an eight and a half man rotation. There have been some comments made about Nicole Jokic potentially being a little fatigued here, and maybe that contributed to a couple subpar offensive outings on this recent Nuggets road trip. I thought he looked really good against Minnesota, did not look tired at all. But 17 games is a lot of games for an eight-and-a-half-man rotation to play. And if you look back at last season, because Denver went to an eight-man rotation last season. They've done this before. It was much earlier in the year. It was in December. Not sure if you guys remember, but it was after a six-game road trip where the Nuggets went two and four. They lost on that road trip to New Orleans Indiana and Boston. They beat Orlando and Detroit on that trip. But after Denver got back, they played one game. They beat New Orleans in overtime at home. Emmanuel Moutier hurt his ankle. And the next game, Denver went to pretty much an eight-man rotation. Denver's next game after that New Orleans game was a road game in Oklahoma City. It was kind of the eight-and-a-half-man rotation. Malik Beasley got 10 minutes as the half guy in that setup. And then in Denver's next game, which they actually lost to Minnesota, Denver pretty much played seven guys. They played their five starters, which at the time were Jamal Murray, Nicole Jokic, Torrey Craig, Wilson Chandler, Mason Plumley. They played Trey Lyles and Will Barton off the bench. And then Malik Beasley was their eighth man. They played six games. And that's pretty much the rotation that Michael Mullen rolled with for these next couple of games. Denver got some great wins over that span. If you remember... There was a quick two-game, two-day road trip, actually, in late December, where the Nuggets went to Portland one night, December 22nd. They won 102-85. Then they went to Golden State the next night and won on a back-to-back, 96-81. The rotations were very short in that game. Mike Malone played pretty much 
eight guys, and Denver played really well. Those were two of the Nuggets' better wins of the season. But what happened was the Nuggets got tired. They couldn't hit any threes. They couldn't hit any outside shots. And it came to a head a few games later against the Timberwolves where Denver shot 7-32, 22% from three. This was a game where they pretty much played seven guys. Torrey Craig was the eighth guy in this one. He played six minutes. And after that, Mike Malone pulled the plug on his slimmed-down eight-man rotation, citing fatigue. And he thought fatigue, and I would have had to agree with him, was one of the big reasons why there were games over this six-game stretch where he really rolled with a eight- and sometimes seven-man rotation where Denver couldn't make any outside shots. Their legs were just shot. And so after that loss to the 76ers, the Nuggets had a home game against the Phoenix Suns. Michael Malone up Malik Beasley's minutes into kind of the mid-teens. He played 16 minutes that night. Ken Fareed played seven minutes. So uh, he expanded things from there, and you know, Denver played really well from then on. It's my one concern with the shorter rotation this time around. If this was, say, seven to ten games remaining in the season, but 17 games is a lot of games. I'm curious to see how the Nuggets battle through some fatigue because I'm sure they'll feel it over this next stretch of games. It's not an easy stretch to close the season by any means. Kind of sum that up. I think this is a good decision by Michael Malone for sure to remove Isaiah Thomas from the rotation, hand the backup point guard reins back over to Monte Morris and let the bench unit flourish and get back to the style of basketball that has really help them become one of the better second units in the league all season. I think it's going to just help out the Nuggets. I think it's going to lead to more wins over the course of the rest of the season. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, will anybody get fatigued? Will Denver's three-point shooting percentages suffer? That remains to be seen. But I think Nuggets are definitely in a better situation this year to battle through fatigue than they were last year. They're deeper this year than they were last year. If you look at this Nuggets bench last season, I mean, you had guys like Darrell Arthur who couldn't really play more than a couple games in a row. You had Richard Jefferson who really couldn't give you many quality minutes last season. Kenneth Reed fell out of favor here. Emmanuel Moutier, he wasn't really giving the Nuggets winning basketball. So the Nuggets have much better options behind these eight guys than they did last year, I think. And they could be getting Trey Lyles back. I think there's scenarios out there for if Nicole Jokic gets in the foul trouble like he did Tuesday against Minnesota, you could use Trey Lyles. They're deeper this year, which I think will allow them to combat fatigue more. I think it's definitely something to watch going forward still. And for our Serbian commenter who left a question on our game story on bsndenver.com that he wanted answered, here would be my answer to why Nicole Jokic was subbed out with around six minutes remaining in the fourth quarter of this one. And when he went to the bench... The Nuggets were pulling away, but you, know, you could definitely make the point that the game was still hanging in the balance. Denver was only up 104-91, 13 points, when they pretty much put in Mason Plumley for Nicole Jokic. It's at 632 mark of the fourth. It's enough time for Minnesota to come back, but my read on that was Jokic was in foul trouble with four fouls. We've seen him not defend to his abilities when he is in foul trouble, obviously worried about fouling out. And Mason Plumley was given the Nuggets great minutes in this one. He was a decent matchup or probably Denver's best matchup other than Paul Millsap to guard Carl Towns. So I feel like that's why Denver wanted him in there. 
late in this one for defensive purposes and for the fact that Nicole Jokic also had foul trouble. But also, I think Mike Malone will look for every opportunity to rest Nicole Jokic and you know, give him a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there to just sit and cool off and rest during games because, like I said, fatigue, it could be an issue down the stretch and Denver definitely wants its guns ready and refreshed and with tons of energy for the stretch run. All right, those are my main takeaways from this game, from this Nuggets win, a much needed win. If you guys have questions, don't be afraid to hit up the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSNA-394, 1-800-BSNA-394. Love to hear from you if you've got questions about the Nuggets, the NBA, or something I said on this podcast that you want me to dive deeper into or just want some clarification on. 1-800-BSNA-394, 1-800-BSNA-394. And with that, I'm going to get out of here. We'll have another episode tomorrow. Talk to you then. If you guys are ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or a few days, make sure to check out Get Around there at your service. If you're not familiar with Get Around, it's a car sharing app. You can literally unlock cars near you through their app. And better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. So go to get.co backslash nuggets to save $15 off your first rental. Or you can visit get.co backslash BSN to sign up for free to rent your car out and start making some money fast.